This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. So I was going to start this one off by saying today's cold open is brought to you by the fact that Rich hates my deviled eggs. <laughs> I I mean, I hate all deviled eggs. That's fair. But the smell. Yeah, James, I mean. I'm not sure what happened. I, I don't know how you got more sulfur in your eggs than normal, <laughs> but they were bad. They smelled, they didn't taste Wait, bad. I, I know, I understand. Everyone said they were delicious. So I'm not, I'm not going to knock the, the taste of this thing that I don't like anyways. But that smell. I always just attributed it to like Limburger cheese or something like that. We're like, it smells awful, but it tastes good. Okay. So not only did you make deviled eggs, you actually brought them over. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why would you do that to him? <laughs> it, the, like, he opened it a good six feet away from me and the mm-hmm. smell was intense. <laughs> Instantly, like that, I I've never had that experience with deviled eggs before. <laughs> that's the real shit right there. That's how you know. That's how you know it was good. Yep, and that's how we're starting off the Resident Evil uh, podcast today with deviled eggs that have nothing to do. I mean, there might be devils or something in in Resident Evil, but anyways, there, yeah, there is a devil. His name is Wesker, or is it? Tiger? There's, there's also a red skinned one that um, seems vaguely devilish. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, this is the Dorkside News, and we're uh, we're switching up, not really switching up the format a little bit. Well, we're breaking it down. Yeah, our episodes are really long, so we're, instead we're doing two episodes instead of one really long one, and we are going to be doing done quick episodes. I mean, it's like really Resident Evil here because that helicopter flying in the background. Yeah, it's like on theme. I actually hired them. <laughs> They're just gonna be cruising around for the next forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be doing done quick. So that's our idea of whatever this subject is, it's going to be done quick. So within 45 minutes of this episode, which is where we're targeting how long that'll be, you can go to the water cooler tomorrow at work, or you can go uh, talk to your friends and be an expert in this subject for at least a day, because then after that, it just purges everything. Well, and there, there's going to be a new game out, right? So people might want to catch up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you want that, that'll be in the news too. Yeah. So this is our first episode of Done Quick, and we're doing Resident Evil. And we have, I, I mean, okay, well, I should probably start with I'm James. I'm Richard. And we have one of our favorite guests back, Lyle. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hi. <laughs> See, this episode is sponsored by Dorkside Fitness. And when you sponsor an episode, basically you get to be on the episode. So I, Very lucrative sponsorship, I'm sure. <laughs> You get eggs. That's what you get. <laughs> you get the best egg recipes. The, the invoice is going to be in the mail. <laughs> All right. So we're talking uh, Resident Evil and Lighten's here because he loves at least Resident Evil 1. At, at least. I, I mean, it was a good game. I, okay, I was like, so I was he like likes every, Resident Evil 1. <laughs> I mean, I was like every millennial, you know, experiencing the PlayStation for the first time. And there you get to that cinema, cinematic scene and the zombie stands up and looks at you. It's kind of spooky. You felt spooked? I, you mean homeless guy. The homeless guy stands up. So I'm only familiar with the remastered version. Um, that's probably... I don't know if that's better. No, the remasters are better. Some of them are bad games. Uh, but the graphics were better. The graphics were better, but like what worked in the first iteration... Yeah. A lot like a lot of PlayStation games was it was the first time you saw a 3D experience like that. Well, actually, I mean, doesn't it feel very distinctly like watching Time Crisis? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, I, I think they're both Capcom, right? I think so. Yeah. Well, I know for a certain Resident Evil's Capcom. Yeah. 
And uh, so I just feel like they just used almost the same models and the same haunted house and the same everything. It's just instead of, uh, instead of it being like canned, where you're just moving from spot to spot to spot, instead uh, you have marginal amounts of control in very small rooms, probably for 3D object count polygon things. Yeah. Because those rooms are pretty small in general, right? Like before you they were. had loading scenes. Well, no, no. I think they were small because they were supposed to add to like the claustrophobic effect. Make you, because it's a spooky game. But it made it so easy to like run away from the monsters. Yeah. yeah and well, I think in the remake on, on PlayStation 4 and, oh. and others, yeah. um, they will follow you now. But I remember distinctly in the original games, like if you walk through the door and let it close behind you, they're, they're just there. Well, the games have been reinvented recently to be more actiony, but they used to be like a genuine survival game, which meant like you'd go into a room and a part of the experience was the puzzle of what I do with my bullets. Because you do have I, limited ammo in this. Yeah, one. do I use them on the yeah. zombie to just get through it? Because you know, at that in that point, the gun was kind of like a get out of jail free card. Yeah. You don't have to problem solve your way around the zombie. Yeah, and that's why it was small, and that's why you could walk away from the zombie because. Like that, the zombie was actually part of the puzzle of that one specific room, and uh, even even the number of saves was yeah. part of the yeah. struggle. Right? Was no, I remember you like like any yeah. game, yeah. any game that yep. gives you an item that you use up. You have all these ribbons. By the time you get to the end of the game, you have like, and it's really sad to think about it because in Resident Evil One, when it first came out, likely when we all played it, um, ribbons weren't that old of a technology for typewriters, <laughs> but it is now. Oh, well, and yeah. So, like, you know, the remake, people are like, what the hell is a typewriter? Why is there a ribbon? What is what's going on here? I might have been uh, one of the last people who experienced typewriters in school. What? <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Uh, let's see. What? Jesus Christ. Eighth, <laughs> eighth, James, how old is he? Yeah, I know. Uh, eighth grade. He's not that much older than me, which is what's funny. He can't hear me right now. I'm just I, I, I still can because the headphones are like it's like Superman hearing right now. But <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, uh, eighth grade there was typing class. How old were you? Uh, How old is it? What, what is eighth grade again? Uh, eighth grade is fourteen. Fourteen? Yeah. Oh my God, dude! Is yeah. He Don't do the math. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, super enjoyable class. Man, you just show up and you type for On the it, for an hour. Yeah, and it, and the sound of it's kind of enjoyable. It's oh, like yeah. being in a newsroom. Did you get to do the like the? Oh yeah, yeah, heck yeah! Oh yeah! I remember like, of course, I had a typing class. It was on a computer, and I typed up Word documents. And then, you, then when the class was over, you put on like, you know, a game or something like a typewriter. Yeah. So the the important thing about this. Not, not the age or oldness was um, <laughs> that that's how you saved your game yes. and you had a limited number of these things. Okay, so let's let's start from the beginning. Okay. So let's start from the very beginning. Tokuro Fujiwara. I can never say his name right. Tokuro Fujiwara. Fujiwara. Yes. Was the one that uh, made this game. And it was a remake of Sweet Home, which was his game also. So he, he just took Sweet Home and remade it better. Hey, James, I think your sound thing is hitting the mic. See the oh yeah there it is there Ooh. we go sorry Problem guys solved. at home I was like how you know definitely okay. hearing something yeah. yeah awesome so he remade his old game Sweet Home and made Resident Evil and there was another name for this game but I want to leave it for the trivia at the end so mm, okay. we'll leave it for that but that's the Japanese name but so we start off with um, two people that we can choose from so we have Chris Valent I'm oh, sorry Chris Valentine wow. 
Chris Redfield, and Jill Valentine. Now, this is actually a very important choice, and it's the first one you make in the game because they're two different modes of play. And, and there is somewhat of an RPG. There's a lot of choices yeah. in this game. It's not just like you clicking buttons that you actually are given choices. You know, was there an RPG element? I remember, again, because of the survival mode, there was a lot of like, it, managing your inventory was critical. You had to bring the right Absolutely. items with you at the right time. So inventory and like, it'll be like, oh, here's a gear thing. Do you turn it? Or here's a tub. Do you pull the plug? Here's the thing, you know, so... So there's a lot of these like choices and your first choice in the game is do you play as the cool girl or the easy mode guy? I don't know. I think Joe might have been a little bit more easy mode. She was the master at lockpick. Yeah, because you being a, you get a little bit more inventory space. That's true, yeah. And you also get to, you know, lockpick to get more items. I just feel like that stuff is far more fun than just being able to do more damage. Yeah. I think it's more fun too, but I also think just, I guess, depending on your play mode, what your play style, it might be easier for you to play that way. Like, yeah, it's going to be easier for me to play through a game where my bullets count when I can open, you know, locks and get bullets out of it. Or it might be easier for me to play with, I don't care about bullets because I can just punch my way through everything. So, yeah, I don't know. And um, the other specific thing with Chris was you only had six inventory slots, which made that game, which made it exponentially more difficult. Did the game have a difficulty mode or was that its difficulty it did. mode? It did have difficulty mode yeah. because when you played through it, um, if you did it under a certain amount of time, you'd actually unlock like harder difficulty modes. Oh, okay. And, and, and more costumes and stuff. Yeah. Like that. And I think one of the, wasn't one of the costumes or one of the things that you did, you got infinite ammo at the very end or you got infinite ammo to start the game over with. I'm not a something. completionist, so I, I usually don't get those extra modes. Yeah. Um, I remember a rocket launcher at some point. If you got that at the, the end, or like, or if you got a magnum, what? Like, I, I'm sure those games had like a magnum weapon that you could one shot the zombies with. Well, no, I mean, it was the rocket launcher. Yeah, totally. And, no, that was for killing the tyrant at the end. That was for killing everything. If you had infinite <laughs> ammo for that, oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was the easy mode. All right, so you're choosing the two people, yep. and these and these two people are a member of an organization called Stars. I was going to say they're rock stars, but. That's just dumb. <laughs> that, but that's, now that I've already said it. That's so. the part that would have been dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just that part. Um, and we just actually looked it up, and I am awful at this. I completely forgot. What does STARS stand for? Do you remember? Um, and Rescue. And Rescue. Something, search, something, and Rescue. Search Tactical and Rescue Service, I think. Yeah. I so think th- something like that. So this, this is the first sign of the Japanese weird perspective on America. Oh, yeah. So you, <laughs> you are supposed to be um, effectively like a SWAT member of a police force. No, that's what they are. They're SWAT, but for whatever reason, they're called stars. For whatever reason, they're called stars. SWAT in a, stars. In a small town Why in the so, Midwest. How small town can fund a SWAT team is beyond me. Yeah. And you're a Bravo team. Oh, there's two teams. That's yeah, right. there's two teams. Fr- two teams, and the team is large. They have a helicopter because there's not, not the one flying over our heads right now, but a, a different one. Yeah, different one. Maybe they have two helicopters. I could only afford. I one. I think they did have two helicopters. They're waiting for the second one to come in. I actually think you're right. Well, yeah. they, well, one was crashed. Yeah, and then they had the one they flew in on, and I think there's another one because I actually think Alpha Team is another. I think Alpha Team was wiped out in Resident Evil Zero. Re Zero, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, well. We'll get there. Yeah, that'll be another. Well, no, but like, so this is a really serious operation, okay? And and they have hardcore equipment. Yes, like big giant shoulder pads. Yep. 
because the game well, is vaguely ri- it's like sexist. Well, it's it's this is like I don't want to be too weird, but this is before nine eleven. So the fact that they have that level of equipment, no, because after nine eleven, the military started to farm out all their equipment down and build up SWAT teams. Yeah, but this is before any of that ever happened. So for yeah. them to be geared out that way is pretty radical. It, it's it's just like this weird Japanese perception of of America as if we like love guns and everybody has like big, everybody's fitted out like a military guy. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, maybe, maybe they're not wrong. I don't know yeah. because SWAT teams do like all that stuff. Um, so there's all these news stories of people being eaten and you're supposed to be going in to investigate. We were, I, I had to double check. We were a little, a little off. Oh, okay. What's Special that? tactics and rescue service. There we go. So that's what it's supposed to, Signify you are special tactics, which is important because that's like SWAT. Well, yeah, it's you know special tactics. So you've 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 picked your character now. I feel like the rescuing was a little bit of a misnomer. I don't remember them rescuing a whole lot of people. <laughs> I think everyone they attempted to rescue ended up dying. But they think they're you're, you're being sent in to rescue people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you're, hard you're trying to rescue people. And and the first sign that something's really wrong. The thought is what counts. Is the crashed derelict uh, helicopter, which I thought was a very weird choice of words, but uh, the heli- the helicopter is a derelict. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But I thought the first sign that was wrong is you are in a city called Raccoon City. I don't... Just very they weird. love raccoons. Yeah, they do. I was going to ask if they called it Tanuki City in, in the Japanese version, but I... Oh. I <laughs> now I want to know. I should listen to a podcast that t- says things like that. Yeah. Definitely not this one. <laughs> no, because we don't know. But probably Tanuki. Yeah. I mean, it could have been. I mean, when we get to the actual name of the game, what it was supposed to be, you might be surprised. Okay, so you pick Chris, you pick Jill, you're a star member, and you are in Raccoon City. So why are we here? A crashed derelict helicopter. And I'm still trying to figure out who's who's got the rattle. It's totally yours. I just don't know why. Is it not tightened all the way? Let me see. Sorry, guys at home. Took James, beat him. And he has promised to stop touching the cable. So it wasn't me touching the cable. It was the cable <laughs> touching me. All right. Okay. So victim blaming. <laughs> stop victim blaming. So victim blaming in this game is, uh, <laughs> I didn't know where I was going to go with that one. So, yeah. So we were at Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, they're stars members. We're in raccoon city and there's zombies in here. Well, at this point in the story, people have been eaten. Yeah. I um, think you've seen your first zombie because it's right after the helicopter crash. I, I remember. I thought it was just the dogs. It was a pretty cool experience. You're chased by dogs into the mansion. You oh, lock okay, yourself right, yeah. up and the, the mansion's a house of horrors. It's all locked with booby traps and you're stumbling around and then eventually you see Creepo eating another guy and he stands up and he's all zombie-like and spooky and you're a 10-year-old kid now, and, you're, and you're totally frightened. Before you see that zombie... Okay. There's zombies. Before you see that zombie, you go into the house with um, your boss, Wesker. Uh, Wesker. Yep. And he acts kind of weird. And it's like, hey, um, we don't know where the rest of our teammates are. So go look for them. And so you split up. Yeah. You do what, you know, the party should never do. Yeah. <laughs> don't never split the party. And then we you found that out in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Are, you, are you saying Wesker was, was there Fred? Okay, gang, it's time to split up. <laughs> time to split up. I'll go with Daphne. So, <laughs> Damn it, Fred, you always go with Daphne. So first, you, you find some blood. Yep. 
and then you split up again. So, and that's again, where you see the first zombie. I mean, in any other real life situation, you would have left already a long time ago or tried to get out. Isn't it? But it's their job. They can't just leave. Yeah. But when you're seeing blood and then you split up, I mean, that's just. Well, I don't think they would split up. <laughs> no, no, but, very fair. Their job is to be there. But a part of that job is to, yeah. Be together, smart about it. <laughs> stick together. You know, call for backup. I don't, I don't know how many stars teams they have. Maybe they had a star now, team. Now, I played the female character. Yeah. Um, what did you guys play? I always play as Jill because I just like lockpicking. Me too. I love lockpicking. Uh, Jill. Yeah. So we're very masculine men. <laughs> so I am masculine men. I, I, I like a tough lady who can beat the tar out of zombies. That's true. The dialogue is very weird. Uh, well, yeah. Um, it's very vaguely sexist in a way that I can never quite pinpoint, but it just seems like. I don't know. It just feels very... It, it seems like every other sentence is like, was that sexist? I think it was sexist. Yeah, I feel like it was sexist. And I granted the time period or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. No. So, for the very first game, they did with intent. They were trying to make a B-movie. Like, so, that's the reason some of the dialogue is horrible. So it was, or at least delivered horribly. I definitely want to get to the B, B-movie portions. Yeah. But um, just, just to make it through just a little bit more of the story at this point. Okay. Yep. You've discovered that a lot of the other teammates are dead and um, dead, wounded, etc. Yeah, as you're crawling through the mansion, solving one puzzle after the other. Every time you find somebody, bastard's already been ate. Yeah. Uh, and there, there's there's some weird things going on. I mean, first you've been attacked by mutant dogs, mm-hmm. um, which way back when... The reason why I didn't play Resident Evil was because the mutant dogs reminded me of Parasite, Parasite Eve. Oh, yeah. But Parasite Evil Eve had, like, way better mutant animals. So that's what I played. And it was, well... Because we, I had, like, limited money. I had to choose. Uh, yeah, we were two. also talking about that um, Parasite Eve had very much more RPG elements than... And, and that was an RPG, yeah. whereas this is survi- uh, <clears throat> zombie survival. survival. Yeah. Zer- yeah. Survival horror. Yeah, yeah, survival horror. So, um, so mutant dog, you meet some guy, and he's like... Um, oh, I'm, I, I think I'm sick or whatever. And then it turns out to be a giant basilisk like snake, like mega, mega big snake. Um, at least that's who I saw down in the basement. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And as you're going, there's definitely a lot of B horror movie tropes. Like there's these giant gears for no reason. I have no idea what the gears are doing, but it, but it reminds me of, uh, Frankenstein, and then Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Um, there's a, uh, hunchback of Notre Dame type character. And I don't even know that's a bioweapon. It's just like some monster dude thing. Um, do you guys know it? Is it a bioweapon? The hunchback guy? Well, the hunchback guy is a nemesis in Resident Evil three, isn't he? Oh man. I, I don't remember. There's all I can remember is from Resident Evil four. they like the weird little hunchback character that was running the town. And he's like, you just, you couldn't wait till you could run up to him and kick him in the face. So. That's all I can remember as far as hunchbacks. Yeah, so um, they had a hunchback in Notre Dame. They had a Frankenstein-like thing. Um, shortly after you like go down into the the basement, and there's all these giant gears and everything, um, and you meet the guy and the snake and everything, and there's a um, a red-skinned zombie with, with who I believe is a tyrant or maybe a mini tyrant or I no, think, no, I think no he's not. He's the other race. I think you're talking about the remake. Yeah, no, it is I remake. the remaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, no, I mean, so the original one was a little bit different, but I know oh. in the remake they they wanted to affect the difficulty a little bit. Okay, and the red zombies were just a cue to the players, 
They were like the red skeletons from Castlevania. They just kept coming back. Yeah. Well, this guy, but he was like a mini boss. I mean, he's like one of the first um, boss zombies that you fight, mm-hmm. at least in the basement. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he seemed like kind of devilish, kind of maybe like, I don't know. It just definitely all like B-movie kind of horror well, things. And you said tropes. So there's there's a couple that I want to that I touch on. Okay. So oh, yeah. the, the the first one, uh, you were, you were, um, wait, are you Bravo? Or are you, I just forgot all this. You're Bravo. Yeah, you're Bravo. And you're finding other members of Bravo. Yeah. And when you find the ones that are still alive, uh, one of the more important ones tells you there's a traitor in the alpha team. Oh, boy. So there's trope number one. Why there's did, always why a traitor. Why didn't he yeah. just say it? <laughs> well, he said it and then he got shot. No, no. Like, don't, yeah, why don't did he say the name? Time, <laughs> don't even waste time saying there is a traitor. Well, just say, oh, this guy is the traitor. Someone screwed us. <laughs> yeah. But he probably didn't think that he was about to immediately get shot. That's fair. But what's really bizarre is that Jill is like, oh, no. And he, she tries to like deliver aid to the guy who just got shot. And Which I is like, Enrico Marini, by the way. That's his name. So I would have been like dodging, heads yeah. down, like I'm about to be shot. I don't, I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm receiving fire. Just kill this guy in front of me. And hey, if I'm a like betrayer who's about to shoot the person talking, why don't I just shoot her in the back? Because... I mean, hey. I mean, mean, the other guy's not getting away anyway. (laughs) Yeah, he's already dying. (laughs) I don't know. But second trope. Yeah. uh, The player uh, eventually learns that there was illegal experiments being performed by a overarching biomedical corporation known as the Umbrella Corporation. So second trope is corporation does bad thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, that's when you find out about the T-virus. When the T-virus is what triggers off the entire Resident Evil series. It all revolves around yep. the T-Virus. And like any corporation, you even encounter the like meeting room where apparently they did, they did like a PowerPoint presentation oh, yeah. to educate everybody on the different types of like monsters they created with Which, the T-Virus. Well, that's definitely not ever going to like accidentally get... Leak, leak yeah, to the press never. or anything. Yeah. I was going to say, which being prior military, you know, I can tell you from experience that PowerPoint presentations were literally a thing that, that still happened to this day. Well, no, of course, in the military, but, I mean, we know how the military is ran. Yeah. Um, but this is a mansion. Like, is, yeah. like evil mansion. Well, there, wait, was it was it like a PowerPoint presentation or was it... It was actually... Old, it, was, it felt very PowerPoint. Was it a projector? It was, it was a projector. A projector, projector like, with slides. You no, know, that's old school PowerPoint, okay? <laughs> All right, so, so I want to jump in real quick. Something that always amused me about the story. Yeah. Like, right? Didn't you always wonder why the mansion was, like, so wild and weird? I did. It's, it's part. I think it's part of Resident Evil Zero. Like, you really dive deep on the guy who made the mansion okay and i think it's one if i remember correctly it's one part the uh police chief not he's in a part of stars okay but it's either the police chief or it was wesker himself they, he was basically torturing this guy to keep working on the mansion to like secure it and a part of that basically the guy was um like paranoid okay and you remember you remember that story about the girl with the haunted house and she kept building door like uh, aimless doors and aimless sure. stairways. It was kind of like it was, you're supposed to feel like that. Like the guy kept asking him to build something else and extra on to try to make him feel more safe. And it was sometimes aimless and pointless. And that's what, to help explain why the puzzles were so weird. And I kind of appreciate them going into that detail. Like there's this tortured architect <laughs> forced to keep building on this match. I appreciate that uh, you have this game, which is like a one off. They'll never do another one. Sure. It's just Resident Evil. 
And then in future games, they're like, how do we justify this weird mansion? I, 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 don't, I don't want to sink your channel by saying it, but that's, that's exactly what the Star Wars fanboys do and did. Yeah. You, you had a new hope, you had some weird characters, and then before you know it, it's 10 years later, and there's a bunch of like novels that expand the universe. The, the most appreciated um, quality in a Star Wars fan is how much hate you have for Star Wars. <laughs> Oh man, I'm, I'm the biggest Star Wars fan. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I love Star Wars so much that I hate everything about it. <laughs> I hate everything they've done except for the first movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the final trope, um, which is what progresses the story towards the very end, is we told you about Albert Wesker, one of oh, the yeah. one of the four. Yeah. Um, that you Your came boss. with. Your boss um, is the double agent. He is the double agent. He works for Umbrella, and he has been making a giant humanoid super soldier known as the tyrant so there's, there's some things i didn't care about the game but there's some things i actually couldn't get enough of and it was a whole story every game went further and further into it, the t-virus the g-virus yeah the first game was all about the t-virus but i don't know i love this stuff it, all of it was about building a super soldier and it never worked until they figured out that once in a while like again it was supposed to be steve rogers super soldier yeah stuff. It's a it's Captain America gone wrong. That's exactly well, no, that's what, it, what is. it was always supposed to yeah. be, and it never. Well, okay, it did work. It, it was almost <laughs> never working until once in a while, it would make a tyrant mm-hmm. like, oh, well, these guys are big enough that we can sell these guys. But it did make one super soldier. I can't get enough of this. It's, it's so yeah. bad. Wesker, the the stars leader, he is the the perfect soldier. You see more of it later. But what always blew my mind is that he's an amazing scientist. He's the one who's working on the T-virus and developing it. And, and almost like Batman with like an extra 20 hours in the day, the exact same time while he's a scientist squirreled away in an umbrella laboratory building this stuff, he's also the leader of the STARS team. Presumably, I imagine, because if he's the leader, he's got to also be the one running all the training sessions and stuff. And for whatever reason, when, when shit goes, you know, blows up, he's the one who leads the stars team into the match. Like none of this makes sense. Why is he doing this? Why is he double crossing them? So, um, he, in right. He works for umbrella, but he's betrayed umbrella. He's betrayed everybody. He's betrayed everybody because he's just crazy. So yeah, he is, he is crazy. He wants to, um, collect data so that he can sell his creations to another rival corporation. Oh no, there was so many better ways to go about that. Well, there, there, <laughs> yes, there is. But. There may be, but it's almost <laughs> like he created this team just so that he can say, "Look, these people are badasses." But if these badasses can be just obliterated by my creations, look what I can do for you. And so then he's going to take all that data and he's going to go off to the next corporation. Why didn't he stay with Umbrella? I, they were going to give him a bonus. I feel like that is... They, they would have totally bought him his own like, car. I feel like that might be another another trope, however slightly underused, where it's, I'm going to create the problem and then I'm going to solve the problem while everybody watches me solve it. Yeah. So like, here's the problem. Oh no, there's the big tyrant. Oh, uh, how do we stop it? We use this. Oh, but we can't use this because they all died. Well, I actually made this. So here you go. The, now you get it. Umbrella totally would have made him like the director of the North American branch. He didn't. <laughs> they they at least would have given him a good review. Uh, a VP position? No, yeah, no. you can easily give VP positions. <laughs> On Yelp. Could make good super soldiers. <laughs> so um, 
So mostly, you go through, you solve puzzles, you fight different bosses. Uh, I want to say, too, the puzzles yeah. are really good. Yeah, they are. The puzzles are really, really good. I, I really liked getting the items, using the different items, um, solving the different puzzles. I, I, I don't know. I really liked that experience of choosing what to do and the, the horror elements. I, it just, I, I kind of get bored with shooters and it kind of feels yeah. like a little bit of a shooter, but it's not at all. It's just, it's, it's, it's a puzzle game, it's a puzzle with, game with shooting elements. Yeah. It had a little bit of a, a Metroid feel. Cause I remember like, right. You'd run into a locked door. And then eventually, and you'd be like, "Oh, this door's got you know, it looks like it has a half moon seal on it so or something." This this and would be you, a, a start of what Rich's least favorite term in video gaming is. It's a Metroidvania game. Well, I mean, I don't, it's not a Metroidvania game, but it had to. It also gave you that feeling, yeah. Because then you're like, "Well, I guess I can go this way, explore somewhere else, and then you go back." And then after being a boss or something, oh fuck, I found the the half moon piece. I yeah. bet it works on this door back at the beginning of the game that has a half moon piece symbol on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then you, so you get to the end and so spoiler alert, if you listen to this, I hope you didn't plan on not being spoiled because we're going to tell you everything yeah, about the whole, game. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Uh, Wesker's the bad guy. If you guys didn't figure that out already, yeah. he's the double agent. He's made the, the, the tyrants. He is supposedly killed. And then you activate the lab self-destruct system to blow up. No, the, he does. The lab. No, he, he, I thought he activates the self-destruct. You do. You do? Yep. After activating the lab self-destruct system, honestly, the player character reaches the heliport. No, then, it, it makes a lot of sense, yeah. honestly, Rich. Because, okay. like, after if I'd gone through all of that, dude, fuck it, blow it up. <laughs> okay, I, I was fairly sure he said he was going to activate the self-destruct, and then you go back. You're fighting the tyrant, and after you fight the tyrant, Wesker's gone, and so you're like, Wesker must be able to still be alive. It does leave it up, yeah, because. That is, the- and also just a side note: if you're creating a super monster, you know, super soldier thing, don't put its heart on the outside of its chest. Like your bones are there to protect your no, no, heart. That was totally a um, design flaw. Yeah, yeah, that was a design flaw. <laughs> I'm really that's surprised. why he was testing it. Can can the heart still just be stopped? Oh, I guess I'm really surprised the Q18 didn't find that. Like send it back to the developers. <laughs> it was really wild. They sent that to release. Yeah. Can you imagine the super soldier oh, what, walking what, what, in? What happens? Like they messed up the branching. It got, it got released too early. Yeah. That sucks, man. They, that they need a DLC. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking patch this, man. I was just like, he, he walks in, he's like, how about this one? And they're like, dude, what the fuck? It's on the outside. Yeah. Go, go back. Um, okay, so this is the one and only game in the Resident Evil saga that actually has multiple endings. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. Uh, there's four endings. The best ending has Chris and Jill escaping the mansion with a third Stars member depending on who you played as, it was either Rebecca or Barry. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. after defeating the tyrant, you destroy the mansion. Ending number one. Ending number two. Uh, that's the second best ending and has the, the player character, Chris or Jill, escaping with his partner. Um, <coughs> sorry. Rebecca or Barry after defeating the tyrant, destroying the mansion. So the third character is didn't make it. So the two get out of the, two of the three get out of life. The second worst ending has Jill... Or Chris escaping as one of the... Oh, I'm sorry. Jill and Chris escaping as the only two survivors. And then the mansion is still intact and the tyrant is set loose. That's a shitty ending. Oh, no. It gets worse. The worst ending has only the player character as the sole survivor with the mansion still intact and the tyrant set loose. Did they declare a canonical uh, ending? So this is actually part of the trivia that we had. Oh, boy. So, uh-huh, segue. Yeah, segue. Um, if you wait, 
So this is the segment where each each game we're going to do the top five trivia. The trivia we thought was was most interesting yeah. about about the Dunquick. So we'll start off with the first trivia bullet I put in there. Uh, Resident Evil's Japanese name, which is why I was so excited to do this, is Biohazard. And it had to change its name to what we now know as Resident Evil because Biohazard was an American rock band at the time. and They couldn't use the name. Mm. But Resident Evil's better. It is better. And a lot of people have argued, like, okay, maybe that was a better change because Biohazard just literally sounds generic as all hell. No, I'm yeah. going to be that guy. Bio- Biohazard is the... I mean, Resident Evil is more unique, but it doesn't tell me anything. We're, I mean, this was literally a biohazard. They, they released a terrible, terrible virus. Yeah, but I, I want poetic names. <laughs> I, what, I what's, what's poetic about Resident Evil? Who's the resident and what is evil? Albert Wesker is the resident and he's evil. He lives there. <laughs> no, then the game should have been called like Agent Evil or something. <laughs> no, but he lives there. Does he? He doesn't live there. Yeah, he does. Well, when you're a workaholic, it's almost like you live <laughs> oh, God. oh, God, is that where he lived? Uh, no, no you, know, you know he had to work he had to run all the tests all himself i mean he was the super scientist so. no no wonder he was jumping ship and trying to find a different different company <laughs> yeah the benefits sound shitty man who wants to live out in the middle of you see that bathtub i mean disgusting you just want to go back to the bathtub don't they you can't, they can't even we, give you a okay. maid no it's fair because the bathtub was traumatizing and it's traumatizing it's not as tra- she vomits it was more traumatizing for me in resident evil 2 but we'll get there there's, there's a, not a lot of vomit in, in video games there's not at all but that was a vomit moment for yeah. your did, for Jill. Do they have pixel vomit coming out of her? I don't remember. I don't oh, think okay. so. Is it censored vomit? I don't <laughs> think so. Not in the American version, at least. Uh, okay, so the second piece of trivia. The Japanese version used the English dub, even though Capcom recorded the Japanese version. This was ironically because Capcom thought the Japanese dub was too horrible. <laughs> Funny enough, the English dub is considered some of the worst acting in video game history. It's horrible. It really is <laughs> It horrible. is awful. It Here, is, take this, Jill. Because you're the master of lockpicking. <laughs> it's, 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 the entire game is Metal Gear Solid's, huh, what was that noise? Like, that's the entire game. Like, obviously there was something over there. Okay, don't go look. Uh, the third. In the remastered version, tell me they kept the, the terrible voice acting. They didn't, uh, try, they didn't try to make it, like, cool, did they? No, but uh, that you, was, I think that was part of the charm. You could actually kind of recognize some of the voices, I think, which is kind of cool. I, it was it was bad, honestly. It was bad, even in the remaster. Even in the remaster, but I mean, like by number four, they try to get like super fucking cool with it, which whatever they were, they were rebranding the game for a new era of gameplay. I, I get it. The dialogue wasn't changed, so even if the voice acting was good, the dialogue was horrible. So, <laughs> all right, okay, no, I mean, it's you're winning me over with the remastered version. Yeah. Okay. We need to talk about that real quick because you keep talking about the remastered version and how they're horrible. I want to point out. Well, no, no, no. The original was horrible. I'd be disappointed if the remastered version was good. Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2's remasters are among some of the best remasters ever made. Sure, sure. In the history of gaming, which is. But, but no, that's what I'm saying. If Resident Evil 1 remastered, they remastered it into like. The better version. No, into a good. Like if they had fixed the dialogue no, to make it good. Not that the gameplay, the gameplay was already good. It's, yeah. so they were, it's still good gameplay. I'm not talking about the gameplay. I'm talking about the, the video parts, the movie parts, the B-movie parts. If they remastered it and made it good, like good dialogue and good voice acting, it would make the game worse. You need to keep the bad part. It's, the, it's like Sharknado. Like it needs to be cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I was checking. I wanted to make sure they kept the bad parts yeah. in. The, the good bad no, parts. No, the dialogue is horrible. Okay, perfect. <clears throat> All right. The third one. Um, this is a spoiler for the entire series. So mm. strap your boots on. 
Uh, Albert uh, Wesker is the only Resident Evil character that appears or is mentioned in every Resident Evil game except for the spinoffs. He is pretty much the catalyst for the entire series. Obviously, we talked about it in this one. In Resident Evil Zero, he appears in certain cutscenes. In Resident Evil 2 and 3, the player can find his desk in the Star's office. If examined, the player will see that it belongs to Wesker, leader of the Star's unit. In Resident Evil 4, he is mentioned by Ada Wong and seen on a small monitor. In Code Veronica, he plays a vital role in the storyline, appearing in certain key moments. Resident Evil 5, he is the main antagonist. Resident Evil 6, he is mentioned by Chris Redfield when Chris is talking to Jake, Wesker's son. And then there's also Resident Evil 7, but I forgot that one. I forgot. I don't think he's in that one. He might have been mentioned, I think. I can't remember now. It's been a while. I, pl- I played it only because it was like the one PlayStation 4 VR game. Yeah. And so far, as best I can tell, it's the only like triple A VR, uh, PSVR game. And everybody talks about it. But can we talk about how cool the logo was for Resident Evil 7 with what they did with like the... Uh... All I can remember is Resident Evil 6 with the uh, draft game sucked off by a girl. <laughs> <laughs> have you not seen this? Lo- I'm, I swear to God, Rich, I have shown you the Resident Evil 6. <laughs> I think you have. Yeah. Well, Resident I would definitely share that with you, Rich. <laughs> Resident Evil had the the Roman numerals highlighted in a couple of them. It was pretty cool. Maybe that was six. I don't remember. Um, fourth bullet, which is most uh, one of the most interesting. And this is the question he was asking. Yeah. Although the genre was not enti- oh, no. entirely new, this was their first game to coin the term survival horror. Mm. So survival horror came from Resident Evil. All those survival horror games that you want to dub survival horror – Start up here. They they set the standard. You know, you you make the player move a little more realistically, and you uh, you limit their power. Yep. And then the fifth one. This is the funniest bullet of all time for the Resident Evil series. The canon ending cannot be achieved in the game. Okay. <laughs> the best ending for both scenarios has only three characters surviving: Jill, Chris, and Barry, or Jill, Chris, and Rebecca. The characters Jill, Chris, and Barry have all appeared in at least one video game taking place after the events of the original Resident Evil. Rebecca returned alongside Chris and Capcom produced CGI animated feature film Resident Evil Vendetta, which is part of the main canon. So you can't actually get the true, true ending to Resident Evil I don't know. At I, all. In my head, I just assumed all four of them made it. And even though it didn't literally happen in the game, it was just because like of gaming limitations. It was like, no, magically, both of those good endings happen at the same time. Yeah. Everybody's okay. The mansion is gone. Um, yeah. This, this is what happened. But no, the canonical ending cannot even be achieved in this game. So mm. technically, this is considered a one-off. So apparently, like, uh, Wesker gets really offended by Chris surviving. And now, like, from this, from Resident Evil 1, Chris is his, like, rival. Yeah. Like the entire rest of the sure the the series, which doesn't make a lot of is sense. Is that why Chris got jacked? Yeah, I mean, he's got to find a guy like Wesker. He's got to spend some time in the gym. Yeah, I'd like to yeah, point yeah. out, Lydon keeps pointing out that Chris Redfield gets well, steroid I, I, abusing. I like, I like to be in the gym. Yeah, <laughs> so I do this a little bit, a little bit, a few times. And, and that boy, man, when, what game does he come back in? Number five? Or I think number four. four. I think no, four. four is Leon. No, Leon is protecting the Isn't president's daughter. Four Ada Wong. What are you talking about? No. Number four, they're in the little village, and that's Leon. It's when they switched into an action game. And I think number five kept it going. I'm pretty sure he comes back in number five. They're in Africa. (laughs) And Chris is stupid jacked. His his arms are bigger than his flipping head. Yeah, they they were 
not the right size physically. Dude, this boy is working. Okay. Anatomically correct. He eats every single meal. He does not skip one. He eats a lot of eggs. Okay, Dude, <laughs> so many eggs. Like at least two dozen a day. So this is the point of the show where um, if you uh, if you want to get jacked like Chris without having to take steroids, then you hire our sponsor, Dorkside Fitness, and uh, get some legit jacking in the in the just, gym just pick which character you want to be oh i want to be i'm like, so glad you didn't say something about jacking off because i thought that's where it was headed for a second just, just tell me no, which, i was trying to go close but yeah. you took it right there <laughs> just tell me which character you would like to be oh chris redfield oh my god okay well well no. you could be like so how how buff do you want to be like chris redfield big or tyrant big <laughs> oh no please no what, what's the training package look like to look like chris Oh man, you're, you're gonna be in the gym like six days a week, like every day. Every day's arm day, okay? Every day's arm day. Every day's arm day. I like that. Now, I think of, everybody likes that. One yeah. of the bullets we didn't put in here, and I thought it'd be fun to talk about real quick, was I remember Wesker in a fighting video game. Yes. Do you remember what game that was? No, but I know this happened. It did happen because he had like a stretchy arm and. Okay, I don't remember that part. It, it was it was weird. I believe, and I would love people to correct me if I'm wrong because I love being corrected. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. I believe it was PlayStation All-Stars that he was in. No. I don't know. Uh, fuck you, I'm looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember Wesker having some kind of stretchy armor. Maybe that was one of the other Resident Evil characters. I do remember uh, a game that had a couple Resident Evil yeah. fighting or I'm sorry, characters that were fighters and one of them having a stretchy arm or like a – maybe not a stretchy, but like a cybernetic and cybernetically enhanced arm. So that- they took um, Dalsim – and they just with made, one arm. They just reskinned him as Wesker. <laughs> Damn whitewashing! How dare you? But he didn't breathe fire, so it wasn't kind of. It, I mean, it was like not Dalsy. But then again, you know, it was Resident Evil. They could pretty much do. He probably oh God, breathed was, was a poisonous the, gas. The, the was he in a Capcom versus game? Marvel oh, versus Capcom? loves to do that. Okay, so yeah, you're right. He was. I he was probably in Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't PlayStation All Star. Actually, he still might have been in PlayStation All Stars. I don't remember. We will we will put it as yeah. a as a. If we find out, we'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the. If blur. you know, then just put it in the comments. Then you know that we're wrong, and you're laughing at us in the car. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, no, I believe it was Marvel versus Capcom. He was in, and he had a stretchy arm. Yeah, a stretchy arm. Stretchy arm. I wanted to make sure I said. Stretchy. I feel like that's in his power set. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know, and then he also had rockets and shotguns and all the other stuff. Yeah, that's great. That's why he's so angry at Chris because he's like. I like did all kinds of super science and all I got was stretchy arms and Chris just like somehow magically got arms bigger than his head. Dude, dude, bro. Chris is jacked. Okay. (laughs) All right. We're going to end the show finally with something we purposely put as our ending. I cannot believe we've done it, but we finally done an ending to at least a segment of the show. The done really quick segment. So this is how, the game is done or we explain how so we game- meandered really hard. Yes. So if, if you got frustrated, here we go. What is a, is a short synopsis of this game? Okay. A man and a woman in her spooky mansion, play some, we play with some animals and a homeless people set the bitch on fire and then get the hell out of there. But it's all with zombies. There you go. Now you know what the game is <laughs> all about and you are ready to move on to. I'm sure someone was Resident listening Evil to that. 2. Like this, this game doesn't sound that good. And then I said, but with the zombies. And they're like, oh, yes. That's all I, that's all I need. <laughs> all right, guys. That was Dorkside News for the first Done Quick. We plan on doing more. And uh, we will probably start getting into more of my areas of expertise, like Final Fantasy, eventually. 
And I can go for days on each one of those. Or so. Dragon Warrior. Ooh, that's that's too, oh Dragon Quest. Okay, sorry, we're we're yeah <laughs> we're stretching it out. Okay, we will see you guys in the next episode where we're talking about the news. Bye bye. Bye.